Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Happy Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew. I like to talk health and well-being. I do it every Monday and Thursday. If you are new, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Thank you so much for your support. The numbers of subscribers increasing week upon week. Huge increase recently, which is absolutely terrific. Thank you so much. Now, I was talking to a pal of mine on a day out recently. It was actually on St. Patrick's Day. A group of us had decided we'd go for a sea dip in seven degree water. Yes, it was nice and fresh. Uh, After which we hopped into a lovely toasty hot sauna by the shore. I can highly recommend it. Uh, Anyhow, the friend in question in conversation said that she wasn't a morning person. And it's something that I used to relate to myself. And it reminded me of Hal Elrod's Morning Miracle, which I read a while back and um, I haven't spoken about on here before. Now, Hal's book is similar to Robin Sharma's 5am club, which I detailed in the past, if you want to check out that episode. And coincidentally, Hal references and quotes Robin Sharma a few times in this book, The Morning Miracle. I've also spoken about William H. Raven's book, Make Your Bed, and it's similar to this book too. It's at pains to outline to us the importance of a morning routine or habit or ritual when it comes to aspiring to achieving anything. Essentially, the theme behind all of these books, indeed any book that promotes waking up and starting your day early, is that it encourages you to take control of not just your day, but your life. I'm reminded of the quote, nobody changes the world by getting up at midday. If you want to lay down some goals, if you want to maximise your potential and reap the benefits that come with success and fulfilment, it all starts with how you begin your day. From the book, it's very clear that Hal is a man on a mission. He has oodles of energy and it's only logical that he is a top-class salesman, ambitious and constantly pushing his limits. At the start of his journey, his ambition is only temporarily thwarted when he's involved in a near-fatal car crash, from which he needs to learn how to walk and talk all over again after suffering brain damage and lapsing into a coma. And he's written an entire book all about that process. But pretty soon you realise you're dealing with a singular character. Incredibly, after enduring an accident which caused his heart to stop he decided he had to take responsibility for getting his life back on track as soon as was possible. Rather than lie in his hospital bed moaning about what should have been, he knew he had to embrace how things turned out. He determined he would focus on making the very best of what he had. He decided to dedicate his life to fulfilling his potential and achieving his dreams so he could empower others to do exactly the same thing. Being grateful in that moment for what he had and the opportunity to move forward became a seminal period in Elrod's life. When you think about it, this is quite the realisation when you consider he almost died. So instead of using pretty good excuses, which most people would have fallen back on, after his recovery, he chose to go back to work and had the best year of his career to date. Now, this isn't a Disney fairy tale or a movie. The path of life doesn't simply run smooth after his accident. The economic crash of 2008 was probably his greatest challenge, and he experienced somewhat of a low in his life. Low mood and low motivation. 
during which his friend suggested him to try running so that he could think clearer and feel better. This was the second turning point in his life. It was during a run that he was inspired to create a daily personal development routine that would allow him to create the person he needed to be to solve his problems and turn his life around. He called the routine the Miracle Morning. Now, the Miracle Morning helped Hal overcome his own limitations. It helped him achieve and accomplish what he had set his heart on. But only when he took full responsibility for every facet of his life and only when he refused to blame anyone for his life woes. This is a key statement and a powerful one which the author believes applies to every one of us. He also tells us that whatever we are in our lives right now is both temporary and exactly where you're supposed to be. The here and now is the place and time that provides us with a lesson, an opportunity to learn about ourselves and to grow. But we must be open to it. Too many of us are comfortable with being just average or mediocre. We settle. Very few of us come close to living our dreams, or as the author calls it, to a level 10 life. What are the causes of such mediocrity? Well, one cause is what the author refers to as the rear view mirror syndrome, which is where people repeatedly relive and recreate their past. They mistakenly believe that who they were is who they are today, and this limits their true potential as it's based off the limitations of the past. We tend to carry our stresses, our worries and fears from one day to the next over and over again. When we are presented with opportunities to move forward, we look in our rearview mirror to assess what we did in the past and simply do the same thing all over again. To get beyond this, the author tells us to accept this truth. Our past does not equal our future. Another reason for mediocrity is many of us lack a purpose. We don't know what drives us. We have no mission in life. We simply busy ourselves with pursuing short-term goals that allow us to avoid discomfort. But living every day in alignment with your purpose is the most fulfilling thing you can do and will inspire you to wake up every single morning. Another reason for mediocrity is what the author calls isolating incidents. Say you skip a workout or a study session, you've chosen the easy thing to do instead of the right thing to do. But these small actions actually shape the person you become. You become the person who does the easy thing rather than the right thing. You become the person who hits the snooze button rather than the person who wakes up, gets out of bed and tackles their day head on. These small, seemingly inconsequential moments or isolating incidents all add up. They influence our subconscious mind, telling it that cutting corners is the easy and acceptable way. But this is self-limiting and counterproductive to our development and our growth. Mediocrity loves a lack of accountability in life. Accountability is the act of taking responsibility for your actions. It brings order to our lives and it facilitates progress. The author suggests having an accountability partner. So say you decide to take up running several times a week. You are much more inclined to stick with this new habit if you run with a partner, an accountability partner. Mediocre people keep mediocre company. 
If you surround yourself with lazy, weak-minded, excuse-making people, you will become just like them. But if you spend your time with high achievers, successful people who are constantly pushing their limits, this will rub off on you and what you expect from your own life. So seek out people who add value to your life and who bring out the very best in you. Mediocre people aren't interested in personal development. Indeed, most of us don't invest time each day into developing ourselves into becoming level 10 people. But the most significant cause of mediocrity is a lack of urgency. We live with a someday mindset, but this leads to procrastination, a lack of fulfillment and to regret. The author is at pains to tell us that now matters more than any other time in your life, so seize the opportunity that now presents. What you do today determines who you become tomorrow. But this kind of life is eminently possible if we dedicate ourselves to living with purpose. And this starts by how we wake up in the morning. The book builds on three key arguments. One, that you accept you are worthy of greatness. Number two, that you stop accepting mediocrity. And that you'll dedicate time every day to becoming the most successful and fulfilled person you can be. And three, the knowledge that your morning routine directly feeds into how successful you can become in life. Success is something you attract by the person you become. And this process starts the moment you wake every single day. Now, many people will make the point that they simply can't find the time to indulge in personal development that is needed to foster success in their lives. But if you're going to commit to personal growth, you must take the time to invest in yourself. By committing to a routine of personal development and growth in the morning, you give yourself a positive motivational start to your day every day. Now, the author chose to wake at 5 a.m., but you don't necessarily have to wake at 5 a.m., Certainly, there is the need to wake up an hour earlier than you would normally do so, so that you can use that hour to supercharge your day. Once you have accepted you no longer want to be mediocre, you must draw a line in the sand and decide that from that day forth, you will start doing things differently and that you will invest the time and energy to create the life you want for you. This starts first thing in the morning. Oprah, Benjamin Franklin, Aristotle are just some of the great names from down through history that embraced early rising. You see, the thing about starting your day with intention like this is that it removes resistance between you and the life you want to create. The very simple act of hitting the snooze button is the very definition of resistance. You're resisting life. You'd rather sleep on in bed than take ownership of your day and tackle the challenges that allow you to become the very best version of yourself that you can be. It's a breathtakingly simple concept. Some might even call it a cliché. Oh, get up early and change the world. But there's truth in cliché. If you want to develop into the person you want to be... To create levels of health, wealth, success, happiness and freedom, you can't do any of this if you're focused on hitting the snooze button. Get your priorities clear. Otherwise, hit the snooze button and be mediocre all you want. Okay, so you've decided to wake up early the following morning so you can embark on your life's mission. But to help us the night before, we must set the intention and create a positive expectation for the following morning. 
move your alarm clock into another room so that when it does go off, you have to get up to turn it off. And once you're up, you're far less likely to go back to bed. The author also suggests rehydrating with water, getting dressed in your workout clothes and brushing your teeth the moment you wake. The next question is, what do you do for that whole hour once you are awake? Well, this is the key part of the book, and the author uses the acronym SAVERS, S-A-V-E-R-S, to spell out the six practices that you will engage in during your first hour of the day, that once practiced will save you from a life of unfulfilled potential and mediocrity. SAVERS, as in lifesavers. Each step of the lifesavers is apportioned 10 minutes. There are six steps, so this equates to the whole first hour of your day. So beginning with S, S stands for silence. The author recommends starting your day in silence, which is calming and rejuvenating and the very opposite of how many of us spend much of our time, surrounded by noise, rushed, stressed and distracted. During this period, we can choose to meditate, engage in deep breathing or expressing gratitude. This period of time helps to enhance our clarity and sense of self-awareness, as well as reduce our stress levels. A stands for affirmations. Affirmations are, according to the author, one of the most effective tools for quickly becoming the sort of person you need to be to achieve anything that you aspire to achieving. They allow you to design your own mindset. We know we engage in internal dialogue all the time. Much of this dialogue is negative and talks us down. It talks us out of embracing challenges, opportunities, and it lessens our potential. We can turn this inner chatter on its head by embracing positive, uplifting self-talk. That encourages us and lifts us up. We have seen how powerful the negative self-talk has been in our minds and lives, so simply use the same mechanism to instill a habit of positive affirmative inner dialogue. When you design your affirmations to be in alignment with your goals, they will impress upon your subconscious mind. They will transform the ways you think and feel so that you can overcome your limiting beliefs and behaviours and succeed. Here's a simple affirmation. I am in control of my destiny. I deserve to be a success. Remember, you are what you tell yourself. If you tell yourself you are mediocre, guess what? You will be. There's nothing fluffy or out there about affirmations. Look at Muhammad Ali, for example. He said continually, I am the greatest. He said it so often he believed it, and so did his opponents and everybody else. Ali programmed his own mind through the use of affirmation, through repetition. Program your own mind in the same way. Constant repetition leads to acceptance. Indeed, it was constant repetition that led to your acceptance of your mediocrity. So why not repeat a different affirmation now and accept that it's your right to be the best version of yourself that you can be? When Ali uttered the words, I am the greatest, he did it with intense emotion. And emotion is the key here. He felt it in his body. It was a visceral experience. And these experiences that we feel are the ones we remember the best. So when engaging in repeating affirmations that align with your goals, affirm them with feeling. Because otherwise, they're simply just empty words. V is for visualization. This refers to creating positive results in your outer world by generating an inner world you desire in your imagination. Arnold Schwarzenegger was a big believer in 
the power of visualisation, as was Jim Carrey. Remember the famous story about him writing a cheque for acting services to himself to the value of $10 million? Eight years after he did this, he was paid more than that for Dumb and Dumber. When visualising, close your eyes and see your ideal life. Hear it, feel it, taste it, touch it, smell it. Again, make it a visceral experience in every sense, literally. When the author was writing this very book to help him on his way, he visualised the book as an end product in readers' hands. So don't hold back. Visualise the life and goals you have always aspired to achieve, with no limits. Then visualise who you need to be and what you need to do in order to achieve what you need to achieve. This facilitates a total alignment with your goals, and most importantly, see yourself in vivid detail enjoying the entire process of getting there. Remember, daily visualisation aligns your thoughts and feelings with your vision. E is for exercise. Again, this segment of the first hour of your day takes only 10 minutes. The author suggests we raise our heart rate by embracing exercise for that 10 minutes. This helps boost our energy. Obviously, it aids our health. It improves our self-confidence and our emotional well-being, all of which sets us up for our day ahead. Exercise also boosts our feel-good hormones, like endorphins, which only has a positive effect on us. R is for reading. I love the quote in the book from Mark Twain. He said, A person who won't read has no advantage over one who can't read. Reading allows us to obtain the knowledge, ideas, philosophies and strategies that enable us to achieve. As I've said before, life is for learning. It should be a continual lesson, moment upon moment of accumulating knowledge, garnered from the experience of people and experts who have gone before us. We have never had more access to learning and knowledge than we do today, so why not accept the opportunity to fill our minds with the greatest teachings in history for a mere 10 minutes each morning? Finally, S is for scribing or journaling. This again is something I've covered at length before, and the author reaffirms the benefits of journaling each day, telling us it brings self-awareness and mental clarity, as it allows you to express your thoughts in the real world on a page. This facilitates learning about ourselves, our ideas, reasoning and emotions, all of which enables us to enjoy personal growth and development. Again, the theme of gratitude comes up as it often does when talking about journaling. High achievers are great at practicing gratitude for everything they have achieved. This balanced self-assessment prevents them from feeling less than or lacking in some way. Ultimately, Hal Elrod's Miracle Morning is a common-sense guide to adopting a really very simple daily morning routine. And while it may be simple and obvious when you break it down into its constituent parts, its potential to be transformative is really quite huge. It allows us to embrace a shift in our mindset, one that says we are responsible for the lives we live because we create those lives through our attitudes, our thoughts and actions. When we accept that we are in control of how we live our lives, when we take ownership, we no longer apportion blame to outside events or make excuses. We also give ourselves the opportunity to focus on our desires, our goals and ambitions. We lay down the conditions by which we achieve what we put our minds to and the success that comes with it. This all starts with how we begin our day, with that first hour. 
during which we embrace stillness, affirmative thoughts, exercise, learning, visualization, and we journal. So if, like my friend, you don't think you're a morning person, think again. Think again about the potential you're missing out on, because being a morning person is something you can train yourself to be. Your desire to wake up early, to tackle your day, and take charge of your life simply has to be more powerful than your desire to go to bed late at night and to lie on in the morning. Hey, if you're getting value from this Happy Habit podcast series, like, share and subscribe with like-minded people in your life. And please leave a positive review. It helps the podcast out immensely. But thank you for listening to this edition of the Happy Habit podcast. Until next time, stay happy. Mm -hmm.